0: everyone, and welcome to episode 273 of The Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we are revisiting something we did a few months ago, and that is because we're not out of this yet, Megan. We still need it. It's still happening. What, oh my
1: what's going on here?
0: <laughs> yeah. So back in early May, we did a two-part episode, two episodes called Small Comforts, and we just talked about the little things that were you know, simple pleasures and bringing little bits of comfort to our days in what was not exactly the beginning of the pandemic, um, because it was May by then, but definitely people had started to reach um, their threshold or what we thought was a threshold. Um, I think what we're discovering during this time is we have to keep renewing our sense of comfort and our (laughs) self-care because I I think in those episodes, I think it was maybe those episodes where you're like, imagine this is going to go on for four months. And we were like, (laughs) that
1: that could never be. And now here we are. Oh my goodness. Here
0: we are. Uh. We are recording this on August 8th. You're hearing it around the 11th or thereafter. And we're still in need of small comforts. I think looking back at those two episodes, and we'll link them up by the way, if you, if you didn't catch them, Um, the things we talked about maybe are still bringing us little bits of comfort. Maybe we just got tired of them and we need a little novelty. Um, or maybe they just simply kind of went away because of the season or they were a temporary thing. So, um, in those two episodes, we kind of mixed it up with, um, products like things that you could actually go out and buy. Um, and then some, some things that are less about a purchase and just more, you know, something less producty that is bringing us comfort. So we'll do the same today. And, We'll go back and forth and, you know, just share with you all what's bringing us little bits of comfort. Um, But yeah, we still need it.
1: Basically, we still need it. Absolutely. I I am. I'm with you there.
0: (laughs) Okay. But selfishly, before we get to the part where we are sharing our discoveries with you all, I thought it would be fun, Megan, to open it up to our listeners and share some things that we are seeking an area where we're seeking comfort or a product that we haven't discovered yet. So is there anything that you are looking for that our listeners could help you solve in the way of a small comfort?
1: Well, it's not necessarily a product recommendation exactly, but here, here's how um, what I'm looking for, but I'm realizing it's kind of missing. I did great with my morning routines up until about, I'm going to say early July, maybe late oh, that's June. Good. And that, tem- that tends to happen to me in the summer. I get very lax and I start sleeping in later. I start lying around later. And I don't know why you would think, I'd be eager to get outside and like take advantage of like a beautiful summer morning or something. But I think summer, it's just nice all the time. So the urgency Mm -hmm. starts to feel less and I don't feel a need to just like get my day started because I can stay up super late or whatever. It's just like the days become very long. And so something, two things that happened. First of all, um, I talked a lot about my garden back Mm -hmm. in, like when I was getting it all off the ground and I completely forgot about the pretty part of the garden because I was Mm -hmm. so focused on like, putting together this vegetable garden, which has been really fun. And and I'll update on that in a future episode. Um, but it was all about function. So I have like, I spent hours and hours getting my, my vegetable beds in and I take care of them and I'm out there watering and weeding all the time. But then I have this whole other area of my yard, this really nice deck area that has so chairs on it and like shady trees. And it's really pretty. And it's, there's nothing back there. I didn't put out a single flowering plant. And I was mm. this morning I was walking out on the deck and noticed that the I forgot I moved a begonia back there because it was too hot in the front yard, so I moved it to the shady area and then literally forgot about it. It's dead. It's <laughs> like it's just completely Aww. crispy. So, I so those two things go together because I think I would like to have a morning routine of going and sitting on the deck with my tea and reading or mm. something, but I want the whole thing to come together. Yeah. I like I want some flowers. I want like a little garden haven. I want to feel like I'm in this private little haven and I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. Right. (laughs) And I don't want to spend a lot of time taking care of it. So like, I don't know, maybe just inspiration. Maybe if people have like plant suggestions, it's a very shady deck. I still have a good solid, you know, month and a half of warm enough weather to have potted plants out, maybe longer depending on what kind of plant they are. Think
0: about like, you could have, oh, I was thinking about the weather and you, I was forgetting about the plants, but I was like, you could even go out there in the chilly fall morning. Sure. You yeah, were talking maybe, about and, a plant.
1: <laughs> but there are, there are plants that probably can make it up until, mm-hmm. it's, until it's freezing out. So, um, I need my gardening, my pretty gardener people, the ones who, you know, I want, I just, yeah. I, in my mind, I envision like flowering, um, planters hanging and, and stuff like that. And there's railings to set stuff on. I just haven't. Done it and it feels kind of bare and like I'm not it it's not yeah. meeting its potential out there, but I feel like if I had a nice little haven set up, I would use it. I also just don't want to spend a ton of money on it. So right. there you go. If anybody has inspo.
0: <laughs> could you put a picture in the show notes or we could put one in our Facebook group and then people could kind of see the space and oh that's a great idea? You? Yes. Yeah. Happy yeah. to do that. Yeah. Okay. We will do that. Okay. So that is the comfort you are seeking. I have two, um, and they're totally different, but one is I could use another bingeable podcast series. I feel like I put out a call on Instagram a few months ago and got a lot of good recommendations. Um, and then you binge them all. <laughs> well, it's like, I chose a couple and I listened yeah. and it was right before we made the decision about our move, which then just yeah. took up all of my mental space. Um, but I would like something enjoyable. Um, not, too, too fluffy and also not too, too smart. Like it has to be kind of in the middle for me. I have to be able to learn something and kind of get into something and it needs to be of a quality, but not so intense. The news is intense enough right now. Um, so that is one thing I would love recommendations on. And the other is, and I, this is like kind of embarrassing, but I think I need like a body pillow. Like I had when I was <laughs> pregnant, like, okay. when I,
1: you know, like the pregnancy pillows. Oh yeah.
0: Mine was the snoogle. And it was like shaped like a giant, like kind of a letter C type. of Yeah. Thing. But
1: like, but, it, but it was a bendy. You could kind of straighten it out uh-huh. a little bit if you wanted. Yeah. yeah. I had many different types of body pillows. I'm a big fan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I love those. And every once in a while, like if I'm sore or my, my joints feel sore or my hips or something, I'll like just have kind of a pillow between my knees, that type of thing. And I kind of forgot at how good that feels. And I, I think just the, well, being 40, uh, moving, doing a lot more like weird physical activity with the move, like lifting things and this and that, I just feel like I need some kind of a different pillow situation and not for my head, like some kind of, I know they, I mean, people swear by their body pillows. So if you have, if you sleep with some kind of a pillow that like supports your back or your hips, I don't even know exactly what I need. And this is the most like geriatric request ever, but I feel (laughs) like I would benefit from this. I was, I was sharing with you, like not on the recording that's I've not been sleeping well for the last month. Yeah. And I don't think this is I don't think this is the only solution, but there's something about repositioning when you wake up and then you reposition your pillow and you feel really comfortable, that's mm-hmm. like very comforting to me and I feel like for some reason all of a sudden I need it. I didn't before. I didn't ever have pillow issues, but that's what I'm seeking. Seeking a body pillow.
1: <laughs> so, I have not used a legit body pillow since I was pregnant. I have though used what I call my leggy pillow and like everybody yeah. knows that shares any room <laughs> space with me knows that I need one. Um, for, I mean, two decades, like I don't ever sleep without a pillow between my knees and it, when I have to, like when I'm, you know, camping or someplace where I don't have an extra pillow, I can totally tell, like it makes a huge difference. So my, my leggy pillow is just the flattest pillow. Yeah. And I always have it run all the way from my knee to my ankle. If it's just between my knees, that's not the, it's not good enough. Like it needs to run, it needs to separate my ankles. So it's more your lower legs. So for
0: me, I think what I remember loving about those pregnancy pillows is I liked the way they could be between your knees or even your thighs, but then they would wrap around and you could almost not because I sleep on my side a lot. I alternate between sides and sometimes my back, but then you could kind of lean back against them and they would support like the hip that was up in the air if you were on your side so like, I almost feel like I need like a wedge or something that's not just the knees, but um, I'm sure all of you listening, I'm sure there's someone out there who has a body pillow they love. So I cannot wait for the um, recommendations. It I'll seems to, to me you
1: need two of them and then you need to kick <laughs> Brian out because that way you can lean forward. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes I want to lean back and like sleep. I want to sleep sort of on my back, but be more supported. And sometimes yeah. I want to like put my top leg up over something yeah. and lean forward. Yeah. Yeah. So you need both. You need to be completely enveloped in body pillows. And then your husband's just going to have to. And then yeah, Or he just... could offer to be your body pillow. But and then, he then can he'd be have like, to like Ryan. stay really still. i be like, don't exactly. move. You could be like, so what I need right now is for you to put your shoulder like right there. Right there. Okay, <laughs> nope, that's stay. And then you could just lie at him. Oh
0: my gosh. I bet gosh. he'd be
1: excited about that idea.
0: I'm sure he would. Um, Okay. So that is what we're seeking. Garden, pretty garden inspiration, bingeable podcast series, and a body pillow. Um, Always, you can email us hello at themomhour.com. I'm sure we will be discussing all of these and more in our Facebook group. um, And then we'll just put links in the show notes too. So
1: Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. Listeners, Our Place offers a hundred day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: All right, Megan, you are up first. What you got for us? Small comfort.
1: Okay, so I got a Garmin watch, uh, like a smart like a fitness watch sort of. Uh Um, so just I'll set this up. I resisted hard, like anything having to do with a wearable fitness tracker, Fitbit, um, smartwatch trend. Like I have resisted that trend extremely, extremely emphatically in the way that you do that way in the way that 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 I do. Yes. Yeah. And I had many reasons for that. Um, as far as a smartwatch, like, I just felt like if I had something on my wrist constantly telling me that people were texting me, I would just be looking at it all the time. So that was a concern. I was like, man, I'm already carrying a phone around. Like, do I need another thing? Mm-hmm. And then that's like the smartphone or the smartwatch trend. And then there was the Fitbit trend. And I, I have to admit that I have found Fitbits to be kind of silly, which is unfair. But I'm like, man, do I need something to tell me I'm burning calories or I'm walking? Like, why don't I just walk? And so mm-hmm. I have sometimes this minimalist... It just takes me a while to buy in to new technology. And I'm like, I don't see this as broken. Like, I don't need something telling me I took 10,000 steps today. All I need to do is walk. And if I feel good then I know. Right. So I just like on a like a philosophical level, I resisted it. Well, they've been so ubiquitous now for years that I've gotten to watch my friends play with theirs. And Jenna has uh, an Apple watch. And I've seen how she can kind of like quickly check her text and like just she'll know it's not something she needs to deal with. And she moves on. And then I have another friend who's logs his workouts on his watch. And like, he was kind of showing me like, this is how I, and I've been running lately. I'm not very good. And I don't know how long I'll do it, but he would show me like, okay, so this is what it shows you when you run. And so I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll just give it another looky loo And so I looked online and I found it's called a hybrid watch. It's not really a, it's not a fully functioning smartwatch, like an Apple watch, and it okay. doesn't, it's not like a triathlete watch where right. it goes into super deep, um, it doesn't body. go into like super deep yeah. stuff about your body, but it kind of does both pretty well. And I got it about a week ago and I am kind of obsessed now. Yes, you are. You, you are wearing this am. thing to sleep. I wear it to sleep. It tracks my sleep. It tells me how long I slept, how well I slept. It tracks all my steps. So what I like about that is like, I don't have to, cause I was getting now to the point where I've. I had to make sure every pair of pants or shorts I was wearing has a pocket so that my phone was always on me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to make sure it didn't like, if I took the dog for a walk, I didn't want to forget my phone and then not have it count. So I've totally mm-hmm. yeah. become that person who's counting all my steps. And then this is just so nice. It's on my wrist. It checks yeah. my stress levels. It checks my respirations. And I can then just like really easily look at all that information at once. Um, so I just don't have to worry about like, always having my phone on me, which is good because my phone runs out of battery a lot and I mm-hmm. rarely charge it because I'm always using it. And this has kind of taken like that off. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it doesn't have all the same functionality of an Apple watch. I'm okay with that because I don't really want to make phone calls from it. I don't right. really want to text from it, but it is nice to know, like, I'll get a notification. I'll be like, Oh, I don't need to deal with that right now. Like I can so just you really do, quickly glance. You do get the texts
0: on that watch. Like just, I can see that's
1: coming in. Okay. I see. Uh, I also get Slack notifications, um, which is what we use for business communications. Mm-hmm. I get Boxer notifications, but but I can't listen to my Voxes. I just can Does that see someone. Voxing.
0: Stress you out. So when I got my, I got my Apple Watch a long time ago. It's like a first or maybe second generation. It's it's several years old now, and I use it much like you're describing. Well, I don't even use it to the level of fitness you're describing. But I I turned off all notifications except texts because. I was like stressing me out. Like I look at my phone enough that Voxer and Slack, which we use a lot for work, I'm going to look, I'm going to check to see if there's anything I need to respond to email. I'm going to check many times a day anyway. So I did not need the pinging, but I agree. Like you said with Jenna, I like seeing the text come through and just glancing and seeing what it is and then swiping it away. And then I just wear it on a walk. But you're inspiring me because I think probably my Apple watch does some things that I don't even know that it does in terms of health and fitness. Um, And I'm probably due for in the next year or two, you know, due for another one because it's been. I think Brian's had three Apple watches in the time that I've had mine. <laughs> the and time just, you had the one, well, one of well, them yeah. broke, and then it got old and whatever. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay. So to answer that question, I I do need to figure out how to customize, Um, and we can link up the one I got. It's called the. It's a Garmin. It's the Vivo Active 4S. So there's certain okay. things it has that the three doesn't, and I, I mean, there's certain things it doesn't yeah. have. Um, What I do need to figure out how to do is how to um, figure out which notifications I want. And I don't right now, it just took everything off my phone. It's like the Mm -hmm. same. And you're right. It's too much. A couple of the reasons is like, if I see something come through, if I'm walking and I see something come through on Slack, well, I can't respond to it. And I know it's work. Like, and I, then I feel like, oh man, I should be part of this conversation. And the screen is really little. So the message takes up the entire screen. So I'm going (laughs) to disable that. I'm going to disable Instagram. I had no idea how many Instagram notifications I got until oh. they were buzzing on my wrist. Yeah. Because when they're on my phone, I kind of just ignore them, you know? Yeah. And when they're buzzing on my wrist, I can't ignore them. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll take it down to just texting because people don't really text me unless they really have to get in yeah. touch with me. Same. Um, yeah. And then the kids and I all use Google Hangouts. So you and I have laughed before about how many different communication platforms we use. Yeah. And I probably use seven. I mean, like just for different purposes. Yeah. But like hangouts again, unless it's the kids or maybe John, like there's not really anybody else I talk to there. So that would be good to have on my wrist because if yeah. I would like to see if that comes through. Yeah. But like, yeah, Voxer, if I can't listen to the Vox. It's a little frustrating to see it yeah. come through on my wrist. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm playing with that. Um, But then on the fitness side, level, um, because I'm a very novice runner and I'm not a particularly enthusiastic runner. I don't love it. I like that it's efficient Mm -hmm. and I like that it gets the job done quickly. And it's something like I can tell I've been doing it now for a little over a month and I can tell that like my breathing is getting more under control. I'm, I'm making improvements. Um, but what's cool about breaking it down is like, it'll tell me, like, I can look at the Numbers and see that if my cadence, if I raise my cadence, then my pace goes up. Or if like, if I run a certain way, I can see that my performance was better, and that just makes it more interesting. Otherwise, running to me is kind of boring if it's just legs slapping the you know pavement. So, and then I can actually look for some patterns. So I could say, well, today my run felt really good, and last night I got really good sleep, so those things might go together. So I'm I'm becoming fascinated by my own physiology, (laughs) and it's really funny because today my Bluetooth isn't syncing. And I don't, like, how do I even know if I'm breathing? Are you alive? I don't even think I'm alive right now. My watch <laughs> isn't telling me if I'm alive or not. So I, you know, the jury is out. <laughs> so I've gone are... from like, from a, in a week, I've gone from like a total skeptic to like totally obsessed, which I think is funny.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to put this in the context of the pandemic and small comforts because <laughs> there's two things. One, it's something new to learn about. And I think all of us can relate to like not knowing anything about something and then kind of falling down a rabbit hole. And that could be any number of things. You could get super into like making your own sushi or you could like watch YouTube videos and learn to knit or, you know, so there's that it fires up the novelty and the, um, your brain works differently when you're learning something new, you have to like focus more, you have to work harder and probably the running itself. And then also the tracking of the fitness is, it's it's serving a purpose and we've all had a lot of monotony and sameness. Yeah. Um, well, it
1: creates like a satisfaction loop because I yeah. did the thing and then I learned something about yeah. what I did and then I could do, I could repeat it. So yes, mm-hmm. it's virtuous yeah. cycle.
0: So yeah. I think I thought I had two things, but that is, that is that was, thing. That, that was one thing, think, two things in one. It, I think if we, if we're wondering why this feels comforting in a time like this, I think that's it. And so yes, it's a product purchase, but it's also something new to pay attention to. And, you know, last time it was squirrels and this time it's your heartbeat. But... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. If only like they had oh, a squirrel tracker on my watch. Oh, Maybe they I, can I, invent one. I'm sure that
0: someone can invent <laughs> one. Like an alert that pops up. squirrel. Yes.
1: squirrel. Um,
0: okay. Well, my first one is ice cream walks after dinner. So I shall explain. Uh, this is a perfect example of what Gretchen Rubin calls the strategy of pairing, where you pair um, a habit that you want to start with something that's either a little bit of a reward or something that you would be doing anyway. And so in this case, it's a little bit of both. So we moved in July. We're in a new neighborhood. It's really beautiful here. It's especially beautiful in like that um, early evening light when it's still light out and the sun's going down. So we wanted to be taking walks around the neighborhood, but the kids would, they'd kind of like not want to go. It's if you've ever been a parent and asked like, Hey, who wants to go for a walk? You immediately realize like, that's not the way to phrase it because (laughs) there's no way everyone will say yes. You'll be lucky if anyone says yes. But if your goal is to have a family walk, you don't say, Hey, who wants to go for a walk? You say we are going for a walk now. And so what we, what we started doing was putting it on the whiteboard of like, what else are we doing today? Like what's for dinner? And one night I wrote ice cream walk and the kids were like, what is an ice cream walk? And I was like, well, we've been kind of having treats after dinner anyway. It's kind of become a habit, I said. So instead of just running to the freezer right after dinner, I said, we're going to wait. And then before bed, we're going to go on a walk and we're going to take our ice cream with us. And they thought that was a great idea. So it became a great way to pair something they want anyway. And that, quite frankly, was becoming like Dessert has just become way more of like an everyday thing around here. Right. Um, But pairing that with a walk and everybody then knows it's happening and they look forward to it. And even the ice cream part has been really fun. So we've been we've been playing around with basically the kind of ice cream that works for your ice cream walk is it needs to be no napkins or forks or spoons or bowls. Like it needs to be something you can hold in your hand and preferably kind of small. Like you're not going to have like your hugest like giant, I don't know what it would be like maybe a huge drumstick or something that's going to get really messy for a kid. Um, so there's like a a bunch of different things that could work. Little ice cream sandwiches. Um, Trader Joe's has these miniature ice cream cones that it's the ice cream, the cone all in one, and they're pretty small. Um, and they don't have extra packaging. Like you open up the box and you kind of grab one, but they're not even individually wrapped, which kind of saves on packaging. So Any little self-serve thing that we can grab from the freezer and then go for a walk. So that has been a small comfort. And it's also just been um, a nice way to anchor something I want to be doing as a family with, you know, a little treat, a little bribe, a little reward, and then just branding it as an ice cream walk. It's no longer a walk. It's an ice cream walk.
1: I love that. And I want to steal that idea because of some or something like it. Um, Because like I was talking about earlier with my outdoor space, like I really Mm -hmm. We only have a couple months of nice weather left. Um, I mean, October is nice, but like November it starts to rain and then just goes down the drain after that. So I really want the kids and I to be using our outdoor space more together. And we all use it, but we use it separately. And we don't, like, there's not a routine in place right now where we all go outside and like sit on the deck. And I wonder if once I build out my garden haven... And then maybe it had like popcorn or something like it could be like an evening popcorn thing. I'm Mm.
0: such a fan of branding. Like if you give something a name and you tell, I know your kids are older, but if you give it a name that sounds like it's a thing and you write it on the whiteboard and you talk about it like it's like it's a it has a name and a thing Then they don't really question it. You'd be like. Oh, it's popcorn patio night. You didn't know? Like, we do this right. every other night <laughs> right. on Wednesdays and Fridays or whatever. Like, right. And you just, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think teachers do that too. It's like Fun Friday or it's this. Yep. And so give it a, put a little branding around it and it becomes a thing and everybody looks forward to it. So,
1: well, nice. that is genius. I love it. All right. My turn. You're up. Yeah. I went to yoga. I went in person. What? What? I know. I know. And it was delightful. So, the yoga studios around here, have been open. It's really weird. I don't really quite understand. Michigan has been one of the most restrictive States about certain things. We may be the only state where gyms still aren't open. So you can't go to the gym. Like you can't go work out at the club. Um, no gyms aren't open here either, but for some reason, like small dance studios and yoga studios with restrictions have been open for at least a month, if not more. So I've been going to outdoor yoga. Our studio does it at the beach and at the park. And um, I've, been, I've gone a, a handful of times to that, but I didn't realize they had also opened up the studio for classes until a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, that's like kind of, I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it going to be weird? And it was so good. Um, first of all, the smell, there's nothing like the smell of a yoga studio. Mm-hmm. It's just the yoga smell. It's the incense or whatever they're burning in there. I don't know. And the energy of just being around even if you're not very close to other people um, and being in a space that's made for it. And then having all the memory associations of having Mm. spent so much time in that space um, doing yoga before, like it just feels so much different than like doing it at home in my bedroom, which I've done. I've been, I've kept up a, a, I would say relaxed yoga practice this whole time, but this just felt totally different. So here's how it, like, here's how it actually works here. And I don't know like if this is across the board, how everyone else could expect it, but um, you are masked. So you come in, you, you have to bring all your own props and your own mm-hmm. mats. They don't have any of that available. Um, The classes are way reduced in size. So now like you have to book them kind of far in advance. And then you only, ha- you have to cancel 12 hours in advance
0: mm-hmm. yeah. to get
1: your money back. And so that's, I've now already missed a couple, like where I just thought I was going to go and I booked it in advance. And then for whatever reason I couldn't or didn't want to, and, I should have, you know, canceled 12 hours earlier and I didn't. Um, So that's a little bit challenging. I think it used to be like you could cancel up to an hour before Um, the the classroom itself. Like you come in and there's there's tape on the floor that tells you which way to put your mat and how far away to space them. And I only did a yin class, which is like a really relaxed, slow class, not very physically active because I felt a little weirder about. Like throwing my body around and breathing heavy. Yeah. In a room yeah. with other people. But like the in you're you're kind of just lying around. It's it's really not. And are you yeah. masked the whole time? No, you are not masked the whole time. Okay. Once everyone's on their mat, the masks can come off. OK. Um, It's very spaced out. And here's the thing I think is the funniest. We always used to close classes with three ohms. And now we just say ohm once. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like that's
0: I don't know it's why so funny. it is I really
1: funny. like three ohms. I mean, that's really going to be pushing the viral load, but one, eh, I, it just, it felt like such a silly thing to me. So anyway, um, will I be going to in studio classes a lot? I think if it was a class like that, like a restorative or a yin class where it was really slow paced and everything stays the way it is in our area also is doing really, really well. Like the community spread here is really under control. So I felt really comfortable, but like, would I want to go do a super sweaty class in there right now where I'm breathing hard? I don't know. And I don't know if they would do that differently. Like, I don't know what the relative, because even though the rooms are nice and big, it's still an enclosed space. So I don't know, but I will say it felt, it just felt so nice and normal to do that. And it's Mm -hmm. been so long and it just, it kind of re-inspired me to want to do yoga more seriously again, even if I gravitate more toward the park and beach classes in my own home practice. So yeah. Yeah. That was a small thing. That was also a quite a big thing.
0: That is a big thing. And I really appreciate actually hearing the details. I think one of the things that's made um, reopening and venturing back out into the world really tricky. And we were, there's a good thread in our Facebook group about this too, is I like to know what to expect quite honestly. Yes. And I know I'm a little more extreme in that way, but I think everybody kind of likes to know what to expect. So for someone like you to be like, here's how it smelled. Here's how it worked. And, and, you know, everybody's yoga studio is going to be differently. But this is all so new to everybody that I find it helpful to hear what it looks like as different sectors open up, um, not just from the business owner perspective, but actually the, the customer, the consumer, or the client. Yeah. Like, how was your experience? So I liked hearing that a lot. I agree. And,
1: is- and I even though I'm someone who's maybe a little more adaptable to things getting kind of thrown at me. I have found it very important to understand what I'm getting into. Like mm-hmm. I'm an Enneagram too. I want to know what's expected of me. Like I want to know how I need mm-hmm. to behave in a certain situation to be a good quote, you know, person yeah. unquote. Yeah. And when, and when businesses aren't clear or when the standards aren't clear, I'm very uncomfortable yeah. or like, yeah. or when I think there's a certain standard, but not everyone is following it. It's not because mm-hmm. I'm a super rule follower. It's because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And that makes me feel like I'm infringing on somebody else somehow yeah. like in either direction. Like, so it's, it's helpful to me to hear about it as well.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that.
1: Well, our,
0: my next one before we go to break is television related and television is always a, comf- a comfort in my life. Um, but we have had a nightly ritual for a while now of letting Allegra stay up and watch TV with us. It started kind of small. It started like a couple shows that maybe a couple times a week, but you know she's twelve she does not need to go to bed at eight o'clock and she has no friends and she she doesn't even really have online friends she's a little too young to have like a lot of texting or she doesn't have social media, so she's kind of caught in between, hence the tween right where like she can't see real friends in person, but she also doesn't yeah. have a vibrant online life, nor should she i'm glad you know I'm glad she doesn't but um We've been letting her stay up and watch TV with us now. It's pretty much every night. And we were watching friends for a while. And I think I don't now I'm having deja vu. Do we talk about this on the podcast? Friends is is tricky. It's the humor is not only very adult. It's also quite dated. And I know there's tons of friends fans out there. And I am a fan of friends
1: to watch. I feel like we did talk about this a while ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but it, it's not my favorite to watch with my 12 year old. There's both right. a lot of mature humor and also some some stereotyping and some yeah. some uh, generalizations in the humor that feel dated In it, when watching with my tween. If I'm just watching and I have I have the adult experience to kind of maybe roll right. my eyes at well, that. And, but she doesn't. She,
1: she can't relate to it enough yet to watch it without asking questions. So right. it's not even like she just flies over her head. She's old enough to be like, wait, yeah. what? And then yeah. to have to ask you about it. And then you have to then you have to yeah. kind of almost like reckon with yourself. Like, yes. Oh, it's funny because. And then you're yeah, like, oh. yeah. It's
0: like it's I yeah. actually find it kind of mentally exhausting to watch what yeah. is otherwise just a funny old sitcom. So anyway, enter the small comfort, which is we have started rewatching Parks and Recreation, which Brian and I watched the whole thing years ago. Um, and loved it. And I'm I'm always up for a rewatch of a funny sitcom. And but I was surprised at how how well Parks and Rec is in humor and appropriateness for a 12-year-old. It's not right. that there's never an adult humor joke, but if you compare it to friends, it's like one or two per episode rather than like ten per minute with friends. Right. Um and, yeah. and also it's funnier, it's more current, it's a more diverse cast, like it just it the it feels much more 2020, even though it's like 2010. Um, right. And she finds it hilarious. So that has been, the comfort has been finding a show that we all think is really funny. Um, I'm happy to rewatch, like I'm having a great time rewatching it and all three of us like it. And it's just become, it's hopefully it will be something she remembers like the year I was 12 I didn't have any friends, but my parents let me stay up and we watched a show together. Yeah. Um, So that is good. And then just very briefly on the topic of TV, I think I've mentioned this before, but The Amazing Race we watch as a family, usually one episode before the younger kids go to bed. And we have tried a few other shows for, you know, if if you're not familiar, my kids are seven, 10 and 12. Um, And I cannot find another show that all five of us like as much as we like. The Amazing Race. We just, we watch older seasons. Like these are all older seasons and we just do one after the other, after the other, after the other. We've tried like American Ninja Warrior. We've tried, um, what's the one with the rock? I always forget the name of it, but um, like kind of those like ninja competition type shows. And I I know a lot of families watch those together, but nothing is as good as The Amazing Race for the five of us. So that is a small comfort because we know there is one show we can watch together as a family.
1: That actually inspires me to figure out a show that my kids and I can watch together. We tend to be sporadic. Like mm-hmm. it'll be like a binge watch type of thing. We'll binge something and then not, and then never go back and watch a show again. And um, yeah. we don't have anything on our plates right now. I know all the kids watched uh, Parks and Rec together a couple years ago and really like they loved it. Oh my it. gosh. Have and you watched
0: it? I need you to watch no, it. It's so I know. funny.
1: everyone tells me it's like, I watched a couple episodes and just couldn't get into it. And then everyone else I've talked to says the same thing. Like, they watched it expecting it to be like The Office, but in the end, it's more like less crin—like The Office, but less cringy. Like You know, The Office so, can be kind of uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Yeah,
0: and actually, I am not, don't hate me, but I'm not a fan of The Office. I have tried The Office multiple times and never got super into it. But here's what I will say about Parks and Rec, and then I'm sure we're running long here. But um, Rob Lowe and Adam Scott, the two actors who come in at the end of season two. So I think it's seven seasons total. The end of season two, like the last three episodes of season two, they introduce two new characters. They get rid of one main character who was around from the beginning and they bring on Rob Lowe and Adam Scott in two of the funniest character roles. And so I most shows I say just start from the beginning. And even if the first season's finding its way, just do it. I would actually say start at the end of season two. It almost feels like the real beginning of the show when Rob Lowe joins.
1: Well, I, I do love Rob Lowe. So you do. I do.
0: OK, well, I didn't know. I agree being sarcastic. No, he's no, so I funny. Do. I do He's love so Rob funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's so, so, so funny. So try one more time and start at the end of, or you could start beginning of season three, but end of okay. season two is, is just comedy gold. So anyway, I will take that advice then. Okay. Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes. I'm not wearing things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore
1: The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit.
0: Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet.
1: Sarah, our sponsor, Hia Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Higha vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so we are back with four more simple pleasures, small comforts, things that we're loving. Sarah, you go first to kick this one off.
0: Okay, so my small comfort is finally cracking the code on shopping small. And this sounds funny But if you know me, you know, I can overthink things and and like kind of obsess over like the exact right way to do something. That would be an Enneagram one thing. So, of course, I've always liked the idea of shopping local and shopping small business and shopping handmade. And we've talked about that many times over the years. But it's always felt hard to me. And then what happens is like I get stuck in some kind of glitch in the system. Like it's going to take too (laughs) long to get there, or it's more than I wanted to spend, or, or I'm not sure if this is a really good product. And then I do nothing in order from Amazon, nothing wrong with Amazon. I still order from them, but I feel like with this move and this pandemic, both, I have cracked the code on shopping small. And a lot of it is just that I got over myself. Like, um, Etsy, for example, I've always, liked Etsy and kind of dabbled a little bit, but it felt overwhelming to me. And I finally just kind of got over myself and realized like, it's no different. Like if it's not the perfect product, I can, you know, give it away. I can sell it. I can reuse, you know, use it for something else that I wasn't planning on. Cause these aren't, I'm not making huge, you know, hundred of dollar purchases or anything and buying little things. So, I finally have just gotten in the habit of when I need something, looking on Etsy, um, looking to see if there's a small local business and just making more of a practice out of it, and like anything else, when you just do it a few times, it feels less overwhelming so um shopping small and specifically Etsy and kind of like artsy sellers like that, um, and then also local businesses um, I feel like in the beginning of the pandemic I shared when we were living in Orange County, I shared that I really want to support local businesses, but I struggled living in an area that was so driven by big box stores. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's probably selling where I lived a little bit short because there are small businesses everywhere. But a lot of the small businesses where I lived before were things like gyms, dance studios, um, maybe restaurants, like things that were closed. So it was really hard other than buying a gift card. I mean, we all knew that was like a good thing to do. I really struggled with like, how do, how do I do it? Because most of the stores around me are big box chains. Well, we moved in July to Santa Barbara and it feels to me, it could be just perception, but it feels to me like there's just a lot more individually owned businesses of all kinds here in Santa Barbara. There's not as much um, big box stuff. You have to drive kind of in either direction to find that. And there's quite a bit of locally owned stuff. So, um, we have a local bookstore called Chaucer's, which is amazing. And I just, I really appreciate also when local businesses make it clear, like you were talking about with the yoga studio, like knowing what to expect. And when I come across a local business that has a really clear COVID policy, so Chaucer's has, you can order online or you can call them and they'll recommend books. They'll tell you what they have. You can either do it online or over the phone and then you can do curbside pickup. And now they do have, um, They have browsing hours from like 12 to five with masks mandatory if you do want to go inside the bookstore. And it's just all very clear. So yeah, I guess the comfort is I feel much more um, at ease when trying to support small and local businesses. And a lot of that has just come from doing it and then being like, okay, this isn't that hard. And yeah, things from Etsy take a week instead of two or three days. And, you know, I ordered a knob knobs for my desk that I didn't order enough of them and I had to go back, but that happens with Amazon too. I don't know why I had it in my head that like, it felt sometimes like inconvenient or tricky to order from small businesses. And now that I say it out loud, it just kind of seems dumb. Like I just needed to do it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like anything when you're not used to it. And when you, when it's so easy just to go on Amazon and and literally all of your payment information is there and they have your address and like your payment and like you just, your prime shipping and everything else and you don't have to think about it. And you do have to think about Etsy a little bit differently, but I find it mm-hmm. so much more satisfying to shop that way. Mm-hmm. And depending on what I'm shopping for, I kind of go back and forth, but yeah, that's yeah, cool. And totally. that's really yeah. cute stuff that you got.
0: Yeah. I'll link up in the show notes to a few, like a hanging planter and some knobs for my desk and a few other little things. I'll just link them up in the show notes. Um, in case it helps anybody get started with an Etsy purchase. So yeah.
1: Okay. Well it is hiking camping time of year for me and I love new gear. And what's funny is I've really, I spent a lot of time kind of um, laying in what I needed for a good camping trip. Like, so I already have a lot of the stuff I need and I don't actually like need anything right now. I'm, you know, in, in capital letters. So sometimes I'm like, oh man, I just really want to buy something. And like, (laughs) I don't need anything, but I did get a few things that um, I have been enjoying a lot. So while we were the kids and I, we did like a family, um, like a like a, a family outdoor reunion sort of thing up in the Upper mm-hmm. Peninsula of Michigan camping. Um, and I grabbed a double hammock. And this was just like, I went to Walmart to pick up some groceries. And I was like, yeah, maybe the boys might like a hammock. I got one. William slept in it um, for two nights. But now I've kind of commandeered it since we're home. And it is so fun just like go to the beach and tie it up to a couple of trees and just sit in a hammock and read a book. I mean, it's I just, love that. I love it. Is and it hard you know, to hang up? No, it's so easy. I thought it would be a lot more difficult um, because it's just a piece of, you know, like parachute material and a couple ropes. And I thought, no way, this is gonna be really hard. It's so easy because the rope, the weight, your weight kind of almost holds it in place. Yeah. And then you just have to do like a simple knot. um, Mm -hmm. And it really holds really well as long as it's kind of spread out. But it's just very forgiving. Like it doesn't. Yeah if, if the trees aren't quite far enough apart, you can like just kind of be a little lower to the ground and put the ropes up higher. And so I've had, I've had taken it out on my own. Clara and I took it when we went camping and she and I got it up just fine. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It has, it's just like a little indulgent thing. And yeah, I think it I was it. 30, $30 maybe. $30 well, and $15. a hammock
0: could be, you don't even have to be a camper. Like you could just could be a right. backyard hammock.
1: I love yeah, that. You could just, you could put it anywhere. Yeah. Um, I also got myself a pair of trail shoes because, you know, I'm running and like, Mm -hmm. I would like to run trails because I find running in neighborhoods boring and very same, same. Um, The funny thing is I didn't realize that the trail shoes I ordered because I ordered them online. They're a Merrill brand and I know that brand Mm -hmm. pretty well and I have had good luck with it. But when I got the shoes, I was just laughing because I was like, these are barely like they fit. It feels like a rubber garden glove on your foot. That's all. It it doesn't feel like a shoe (laughs) at all. So I'm actually, as soon as we're done recording, going to take it and try it out at the trails because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to feel every rock, every root. Is this even, is it like barefoot running? I think it's yeah. supposed to feel like barefoot running. And the rubber is there to make sure like you don't slice your foot open on a on a tree branch or something or on a tree. But like, it's barely more than that. So I'm excited to try them. I'm a little, they may end up just being like beach running shoes because I'm a little worried. That this they're not going to give me any support. discomfort. In your, yeah, small in your discomfort. <laughs> the comfort was getting them, and I put them on my feet, and I wore them the whole time. Claire and I were camping, and they were so amazingly comfortable. I walked into the um, lake with them on. Oh,
0: that's nice. And yeah. the water
1: just like ra- like almost made of mesh, and the water just kind of ran right through them, and they were damp, but like they didn't ever have that yucky, oh yeah, that's
0: soggy great. feeling.
1: They're meant to be worn without socks, so. Um, I don't know. I'll see. I'll report back. But right now I'm enjoying just playing like just I'm enjoying just the idea of what they might feel like on the trail. Yeah. And we'll find out out reality. Later. And then um, this is kind of a, a fun little thing. My stepmom made me a blanket out of my dad's jeans. Aww. So it's like a pla- like a patchwork.
0: Yeah, we have belt. one in my family, too. Um, yeah. I mean, not. Yeah. Keep going. But yes, I've so, seen those.
1: Yeah. So that's I mean, I'm sure you can I'm sure there's a pretty common pattern. It's like, um, well, there's two funny things about it. When she gave it to me, Jenna said, oh my gosh, that looks just like your, um, your college dorm comforter. And it does. It looks oh. completely exactly the same. Like I had a Ralph Lauren um, sheet. Well, it was like a big denim blanket. And then my sheet set was like a red and blue plaid. And okay. this looks like those two things in one. So it's denim uh-huh. and plaid. And then the, um, the backing is like a blue uh, flannel. So it's like a, and I, when she gave it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, this was so sweet. And it took her like two years to finish it. And, um, but it's like a twin size. So I was thinking, how am I going to use this? Well, it turns out it is a perfect camping blanket because I don't really love sleeping bags. And to me, they make sense if you're hiking or something and you have to have a a really lightweight sleep, something stuffed Mm -hmm. in a backpack. But like when I go camping in a tent, I want to be comfortable and I don't necessarily want to cram myself into a mummy style sleeping bag. And so what we'd have been doing is taking like kind of a, just a cheap Claire. And I did this when we camped last week and I took this um, on another trip with me, but we just, we have like a cheapy sleeping bag that opens flat and Mm -hmm. that goes on the bottom. And then we snuggled up under the blanket and it's perfect. Like it was when she and I were camping last week, it was probably 50 degrees out at night and we were just snuggly. Like the two of us just like snuggled up under it. It's heavy. it almost feels like a gravity blanket. It's so heavy. So anyway, those are just like all my like the little pieces of gear that I'm playing with right now. And then I took it home and decided to spread it all over my living room. And then I paid <laughs> Owen 10 bucks uh, to reorganize it. And he got like about 75% into the way into it. And then he ran out of steam and fell asleep, mm-hmm. um, literally found him under a blanket asleep. And so then he went to his dad's. So now my living room is just like a staging area. So hopefully by Sunday afternoon, He'll become he'll home be home and he can get all of my gear neatly organized in the closet. I'm ready.
0: That is worth paying for. It um, is. I know. But also, how comforting to just have little things to look forward to when yeah. you get to. Because no one's traveling very far right now. So right. I mean, yeah. even something like a water bottle that you really love when you're going to go on a picnic. Or right. I found myself. um We packed a couple of picnics. The kids and I just took it to a park, and I was using their lunch like their lunch bentos again. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot. I forgot what it was like to pack a lunch. So yeah. yeah, Just
1: little special things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love
0: that. Okay. Well, my last one was going to be part of my shopping, small shopping local, but I decided to make it, it, this is its own small comfort, but it it happened out of my little foray into shopping, small and shopping local. So there is a company called Riviera towel and it's local here to Santa Barbara, but they will ship anywhere. And um, it's Turkish towels. So you've probably seen the Turkish towel trend the last few years, um, both for beach towels and then home towels. But it's basically like thin Turkish cotton. So instead of having like a thick plush terry cloth dish towel or bath towel, it's a much thinner but still absorbent and really pretty. And they, you know, they come in different stripe patterns and things like that. But pretty different than what you think of when you think of a towel in the traditional sense. And I've always thought they're really pretty and trendy looking and um I thought i might, I want some for the kitchen. Um just for, you know, our hand towels and um so I bought four. I paid for them online, but I I was able to do curbside pickup or not curbside. I I walked into the store but they had my order already. Um but you can have them shipped and I love them. There's just like oh. it just feels indulgent to have a prettier hand towel in my kitchen and where we have it hanging in the kitchen um, I've always had more like multi-purpose dish towels. Like you might dry a dish with them. You're going to wipe your hands on them. If you're cooking, you might, you know, wipe something else up with it. And so it never feels like, I don't know, it never feels totally clean. So I end up sending them through the wash more often. This, where I have it hung, we really only use it to dry our hands, which means it stays really nice and clean. I'm not using it to mop up spills or anything. So I have white ones with kind of some black stripes for the kitchen. And then I got, um, I don't know if you're looking at that link. I am. I was going to ask
1: you which ones you got. So did you get the essential?
0: I got the essential with um, dark gray stripes. It almost looks black. Maybe I did get black, but black or dark gray for the kitchen. And then that herringbone one that's on the second row. And listeners, we will of course link these up. That I got for our half baths. So they're bath, you know, in, in the bathrooms. Um, but I love them all. It just feels indulgent. You can see they're, they're a little, little more money, I guess, than you'd spend on a dish towel, but file this under like a few extra dollars for something that like genuinely makes your kitchen or your bathroom just feel updated and pretty and a little bit trendy. Like, I don't know. I never thought a dish towel could make me happy, but this website, um, you, anyone, you don't have to be local to me. So anyone can shop there. Um, they donate part of their proceeds to, um, research that helps the ocean. So they kind of have like an environmental good aspect going um, and it's really easy to shop online and I love them.
1: So this is so funny, the timing on this, because not only was I thinking about making one of my small pleasures that I need to Mm -hmm. be something kitchen linen related, but just last week I was thinking that I want to upgrade the look of my cloth napkins and I want them to look exactly like that towel. Like, Like I saw a cloth napkin at a restaurant that looked exactly like the, the stripes, like the one that you got, but, but at a cloth napkin, but they're like, you know, in a restaurant often they're big, those cloth napkins, like they fold out to almost like tea towel size. Yeah. So I'm going to dig in deep on this. Uh, This, I like this. And I also really like the, the essentials down at the bottom, right. um, Mm -hmm. That are like the, the solid color with the white stripes. Those are neat too.
0: And they have, um, I think their main thing is beach towels. So if you need oh. beach towels or if you do a lot of picnics um, and want kind of that like beach blanket slash towel yeah. type look, they have so many. And there's, oh my gosh, their store, it's like every color. It's so pretty. It was just eye candy in, in real life because I did get to go in the store. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So little small comfort. And again, that's Riviera Towel Company, not a sponsor at all. Just my newest obsession. And we will link that up. You have one more, right?
1: I have one more. And this goes in the category of Megan getting out of the house and doing (laughs) things that feel normal again. Um, I got a haircut. What? I know. So again, um, I have not had a haircut in six months and I have bangs. So (laughs) things were getting kind of dire because I actually did a really good job trimming my own bangs for quite some time. But I I kept just kind of hacking them off short. In the summer, I like to have some flexibility. Like I like to be able to put them back or push them over and so I wanted so I've been letting them grow because I wanted them a little longer but then they just looked terrible like there was no there was hunks you could see on the side times when I must have tried to trim a little further than I was supposed to and then realized I made them too big and then let the sides grow back in but like so they were like uneven hanks of hair and I know the woman who runs um the Salon. She's posted a lot on Facebook about their safety procedures and like what they're doing. And so I was like, I'm just gonna go get a haircut. So um, again, just to talk about like how that actually went, it was a completely masked experience. Everyone was a mask. I only saw two stylists in the whole place, so I never mm-hmm. really was near another person. Um, This the receptionist when I walked in, she's behind plexiglass, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of stood back and talked to her, both masks on, and then she kind of pointed me over to the chair and I went over to the chair. And so I really only had contact with my stylist. Um, I okay. didn't really come near anybody else. And I was in and out in about 40 minutes and, you know, a stylist are standing behind you the whole time. It just, it felt like, it felt like as things I'm doing right now go, yeah. it felt okay. Yeah. Um, And like, My hair got trimmed. She got all the gross uh, dead ends off. My bangs look really good. Um, She showed me how to do like a really quick fake version of like flat iron waves, which I've never Mm -hmm. quite been able to figure out how to do. And you basically just do them with a curling iron and leave the ends out. And then you go over it with a flat iron. So instead of like just running your hands through it, you just run the flat iron over each curl and it kind of flattens them out a little bit and just gives them that bouncy look. It's 3 days later. My hair looks awesome. I might never wash it again. Um <laughs> it I mean it was it felt like one of those real things. Like and I know yeah. you got a backyard haircut. I did uh, a while ago, but I don't yeah. have anyone to do the things I needed them to do in a backyard haircut situation. Yeah, and
0: the timing of my backyard haircut was like we didn't know how good the timing was at the time. It was the very very end of May and salons had not opened up legally in California, which they were open and then they closed again, but um so my stylist had not been anywhere. She has two little kids and two teenagers and um, a mom who's like has health issues. So she had been super locked down in her house. And I happened to catch her when she was just starting to like do this like house call type of thing. And it was backyard masked, like gloved, like, you know, and that and then the salons open. And I was uh, I was so glad that I caught her before the salons open because I probably would not have been comfortable going into the salons at that time it, right. it, with the case counts as they were where I was living. So it just coincidentally, we got a backyard haircut at a time when I felt safe about it. And, and my stylist had really not been anywhere herself. So she wasn't really seeing a lot of clients so her exposure or our exposure risk to each other was pretty low because neither of us yeah. had been anywhere. Whereas in June, people started to move around a lot more and salons were open. And I don't know how we would have done it. Cause I don't think she would have had the time to, right. to my backyard. So it just, well, it's, coincidentally, it's, yeah. It's
1: interesting timing right now and community, like what's going on in your community because and this is like a totally aside, but I do feel a certain pressure to get some stuff done. Like the kids are all having dental work because right now, like they need to have it done. Yeah. And right now it's relatively safe because mm-hmm. of what's happening here. I have a feeling that as soon as if schools open up again um, in real life or when it becomes, you know, when winter sets in or whatever, I just mm-hmm. have a feeling Things are going to shift back towards more restrictions and less yeah. safety. And so it's like I have this not pressure isn't the right way to put it, but like get while well, the getting's good, kind of yeah. on some of that stuff. So if I have to go another six months without another haircut, okay. Like, yeah, because I now I'm a little bit upset, you know, and yeah. it just, yeah, there's definitely that sense of like the timing, the timing being we're putting in now for the future, like we're saving up yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, I
0: mean, I live in an area that opened up and shut back down again. So I can tell you there, that some of that is, that is a real feeling. Like there were things yeah. you could do that you can no longer do. And most of those I, I didn't do even when you could, but right, yeah, it's 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 a reality. So. Yeah, well, they
1: had that here. Like they opened up bars and restaurants and then they shut bars down. But like <laughs> the restaurants that serve booze are still, so I was like, who's doing, I don't know who's doing these things that, um, that they keep shutting down, but then someone explained it to me. It's more like a college bar, like a place where lots yeah. of people cram in just yeah. to drink that's been in Michigan, like completely shut yeah. down. Yeah. But if you're going to, but you can still go sit on a patio and have dinner and have which a is all you were probably going anyway. to do anyway. So for anyway, you, it's so. not
0: that different. Yeah, right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. For me, it's, it's the change is not that, but it, it, it does become, or like right now I can't go to the gym, but I, I can work out outside as much as I need to. That's going to feel a little bit different when it's hard to work out outside and everyone, I mean, assuming yeah. people still can't get to the gym, just I, it's, it's so up and down. So yeah. we, all we'll have small, no shortage. we all need of small
0: comforts. We'll have no shortage of material for the next yeah. six months. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no longer calling it four months or whatever that, that was four months ago. Um, so cute oh of us gosh. when we thought that. So cute. Adorable. So cute. Well, this was really fun. And thanks so much for listening, everybody. So um, if you are new around here and haven't completely dug into our archives, I just want to mention a couple of things before we wrap. So two things. First, there is a page on our website. It's themomhour.com slash new because you're new. And that is just for you, just for new listeners to kind of orient you. It has a bunch of helpful links. And it also has some older episodes grouped together by topic area, like new moms or working moms. Um, So that might be a fun place to explore if, you know, maybe you're listening to the episodes we put out every week new now, but you've been overwhelmed by going back into the archives. So check that out. And then um, we do have people who like to go all the way back to the beginning and binge from the beginning, which we're just blown away when you tell us that, (laughs) that you are doing that. So if that is your style. You might have noticed that there's not enough room in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or Stitcher, wherever you listen. Um, there's literally a limit to how many archived episodes you can have. And it's not our decision. It's, it's the podcast apps that have put that limit. So you can't actually get to episode one just by listening through a podcast app, but you can get to it on our website and all of our um, episodes are on the website. So here's another link and I will put it in the show notes, but it's themomhour.com slash archives. And it's literally just a list of every single episode by title from March, 2015 up until today. And then you can scroll down if you wanted to go to the very bottom and each one of those links out to the show notes where you can listen right from the, right from your browser. So even if it's not available in your podcast app and we have people who write to us and say like, I can't find your older episodes. So they are there, they're on our website. And if you are a binge listener, just our, our hats off to you.
1: I think that's amazing. I mean, I think the binge listeners should get like a special prize or something <laughs> because we are up to 420 episodes when you include our Tuesday shows, plus all our extra episodes like Voices, The More Than Mom, and the special bonuses in series 420. That's crazy.
0: That that could keep you busy through a pandemic. Sure could. So yes, if you are a binge listener, we would love to hear from you. Just send us an email and like tell tell us where you are in your back catalog listening or like when you got caught up. I would also love to hear if someone like, really, truly is like experiencing this show in real time, which I guess then you won't listen to this one until you're caught up. But like, right. you know, there could be like surprises. Like you went through a pretty big life change, Megan, after about a yes. hundred of our episodes. And like, if you didn't know that was coming, you'd be like, oh my gosh,
1: oh, <laughs>
0: guess, <laughs> Yeah. So we love to hear from you. We're hello at momhour.com. We love getting your emails. And with that, we will be back with you next Tuesday with another all new episode. And we will talk to you then.